0: Flared and died. Only the ceaseless hum of traffic and wind whining over concrete and steel accompanied the eerie sparkler. No screams, no sirens. The phantom lights played over the city, pulsing to an unknown heartbeat, unseen by human eyes, or merely human eyes. Zane whistled, Well! Now we know what an unbound demon escaped from hell looks like. Like dragonfly wings glinting iridescent as the tiny predators hunted under a bright sun. Fierce and lovely at once. The spectacle echoed through him as if someone were using his breastbone as a gong. His whole body vibrated with the unheard note. He stiffened against it. It's going to draw every fucking jinny from Detroit to St. Louis. Easy to follow, at least, Niall said. Get down here. Find who it's pursuing. I'll send a team to run interference in case things go badly. A demon has breached the veil, the only barrier between us and hell, to possess some poor bastard's soul, Zane muttered. How exactly could it go goodly? Archer didn't bother responding. Arm your people well. He headed for the balcony door. Every malice and Feralis in the city is on the way to pay homage. Niall crossed into his path. Bucky engineered a new demon shunt. Supposed to drain them twice as fast with half the mess. Want to give it a whirl? Garbage men shouldn't care about the mess. No point when there's always more of it. Archer slid past him, careful to make no contact. Unless Bookie has a way to send them back through the veil forever. When Niall stayed silent, Archer shrugged. Maybe next time. Zane fell into step behind him. If there is a next time, did I mention the end is nigh? So you keep promising. Archer didn't look back. He'd learned, long ago, never to do that, but still the demon lights strummed his bones like a call to arms. As end of days went, this one looked promising indeed. "'Damn, Sira, you look like hell. And since when do you smoke?' Sira Littlejohn sighed and stubbed out the cigarette on the brick wall of the ambulance bay where she had come to find a little peace and quiet. The spinning red lights and scuttling EMTs had almost done the trick before Betsy showed up. "'One of your interns quit,' third time this month, he said, and gave me the last of his pack." Betsy's eyes narrowed behind her John Lennon glasses. "'That drunk driver didn't finish the job, so you're finding another route to rendezvous with your maker?' "'Cira reached for the cane she had propped against the bricks. "'Good to see you, too, Bets.' "'Chill, girl!' "'Betsy laid a heavy hand on her shoulder. "'Sorry, I was just surprised to see you.' "'Supposed to be my first night back.' "'Cira gripped the head of the cane, "'the ergonomic rubber cold under her fingers. "'She kept telling herself she'd be rid of it soon. "'But... Uh, Marion's sending me home again until I'm stronger," said. "I looked like death warmed over, and I was scaring the patients." Betsy snickered. "Death warmed over? <laughs> You're a thanatologist." Apparently, last vigils should be presided over by someone a little perkier and better quaffed. Sarah ran one hand over her simple blonde braid. I told her my lipstick was in the glove compartment. And that ended up somewhere in the trunk. It's been six months. You couldn't stop by the Clinique counter while you learned to walk again? Betsy shook her head. For being in charge of end-of-life care, Marion has all the compassion of your average vulture. She reached into the side pocket of Cira's bag and snagged the cigarettes. Without looking behind her, she pitched them into the trash bin. Syra raised her eyebrows. Luckily i have friends like you lucky's right give me any more of that washed-out lip and i'll send you to nutrition for a full workup betsy eyed her you get any thinner and when old grim reaper man comes for your customers he'll think you're the ghost not a fear of yours then